Andy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. So surprise, everyone. We have some new episodes coming out a little bit earlier than our regular season that will release um, a little bit later, like in April or, I don't know, sometime. <laughs> and um, so we are covering two really big cases that both of us have wanted to do since the beginning, but we were tentative about covering them because they're really big. And um, we have made a promise to do them. So here <laughs> we are presenting some extra episodes for all of you guys about some serial killers. <laughs> yes, I would say that the first mini season we did was our two favorite, both of our favorite cases. Yes. And I think I can say with confidence, these are our second favorite. Yes. Because it's my, mine is my second favorite. Right. And the one that I'm doing, I have known about for a really long time, but I haven't gone to like the details of it. And now I'm like obsessed Right. With this particular serial killer. So And Claire's again, coincidentally, <laughs> is like blowing up right now yeah. for some reason, which we'll explain to you later. Uh-huh. That's so funny because with the Black Dahlia, we didn't plan it. No. But like they made a TV show about it the week we <laughs> did our episode. Exactly. And, and then the sim- similar case here is so funny. Yeah. So I guess I'm just like it was on accident, but Yeah. It was I'm just I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just in you sync with taste. the universe. I guess. <laughs> I have great taste in murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay. <yeah. laughs> so surprise. Okay, so... Oh my God, that was loud. That was the computer. Your Java update is available. Oh, great. So I've we, been we'll waiting do that, that later. Yeah, okay. we've been waiting so long. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about a lot of bad people on this podcast. Yes, we do. But the person I'm going to tell you about today is the worst, in my opinion. He is the definition of evil. And as much as I would like everyone to completely ignore his existence, that's kind of an impossible request because his story is so interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. so much happens in the story. He's the topic of my all-time favorite true crime book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. And he is literally so awful that he has four different monikers. (laughs) So today I will tell you all about the Visalia Ransacker, also known as the original Night Stalker, also known as the East Area Rapist, and most famously known as the Golden State Killer. Yay! Yes, he's all those people. Yes. (laughs) If you heard that incorrectly or you're confused... I am referring to one person (laughs) who has four serial killer or serial offender monikers. Yep. Like, get that through your head. That's so insane. Yeah. And that's how long this has been going on. Like, it has accumulated over the years to the point of where he had to have those four monikers because there's, like, sectioned off little pieces to it. So it's, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. And obviously, they didn't, it's when they gave these monikers, they weren't, connecting all Mm -mm. of these to one person. Right. And I'll tell you kind of how they all got connected later. But um, the Golden State Killer is responsible for more than 100 burglaries, 45 rapes, and 12 murders over the span of eight years across the entire state of California. And 
that I mean, if it's not obvious, like that's not the interesting part to me. The interesting part to me is like what followed. And right. and also just the fact that someone was able to be that prolific as a serial offender without getting caught. And later there's a reason I'll tell you why he was able to not get caught, but it's just so exciting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't this case is just always like, whoa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna tell the story in a way that I don't usually do. So normally we'll kind of like chronologically detail everything that happened, but I just don't think anyone is interested in listening to the details of 45 rapes and 12 murders, and I'm not interested in telling anyone that. Right. Especially the rapes. That's a lot. So I'm not going to. Okay. Just not going to do that. So (laughs) instead, I'm going to kind of go through his monikers and tell you what he was generally doing while he was being called X, Y, or Z, and then... I'll tell you separately about the investigation, and then I'll tell you about the book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, because it's good, and I want to tell you about it. <laughs> and then I'll tell you about what happened last year. And, Wonderful. Um, and while I'm telling you this story, I'm going to pick out a couple victims, or survivors, You should, I should say, um, that are particularly interesting to me. There's no reason why I picked these specific ones. It's just that when I read I'll Be Gone in the Dark, they're the ones that, like, I read that book... You're last, a, like last, this time ish last year. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So, um, I haven't read it since. So, like when I went down to write all of this, they were just the people that I remembered from reading that book that really stuck out to me that I just included right. their stories in a little bit more detail, just to kind of provide some examples. But that's not to say that their stories are more important or that what they experienced was worse in any way. It's just I personally thought they were interesting. So, right. Anyways, um. <laughs> Okay, so our story is going to begin in Visalia, California. It is a small farm town, and it is about 200 miles south of Sacramento, where we will end up later. (laughs) The Visalia Ransacker committed over 100 burglaries that were sexually motivated, as well as a few violent offenses and one homicide. The first Visalia Ransacker crime occurred in May of 1973, and the last one occurred in October of 1976. Authorities were able to link all these crimes to the Visalia Ransacker because his modus operandi, or his <laughs> MO, was unique and consistent the entire time. So he did the exact same thing every single time. And it was like so odd that they were like, yeah, that's our guy. So, which is Obviously, how they always are able to determine if someone's a serial offender. So he would break into homes where people were either out of town or people were just out at work or something. And he would typically stake out these houses and essentially just stalk people for a couple of days to learn their routine. So then he would be like, "Okay, well, this lady goes to work from eight to three. So I'm fine for that period of time. You know, right. Like she won't be home then. Right. And he usually broke in through unlocked windows. If it wasn't an option, like if the window wasn't unlocked, he would commonly break sliding glass doors, which apparently is not that difficult. And if he couldn't get in through the sliding glass door or if there wasn't one, he would just break something, like break a Mm -hmm. a lock somehow. Yeah, he'd get in there somehow. He'd get in there. (laughs) He has his ways. You know, Shimmy down the chimney. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Like... Like another person we know who sneaks into people's houses. Five monikers. Let's add Santa. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So he'd get in there and then (laughs) 
<laughs> um, once inside, he would open all of the windows and he would break the screens off if there were screens on the windows. And he did this for two reasons. One, he was able, like, there would just be windows open everywhere with no obstacle in his way if he needed to get out quickly. If someone came home unexpectedly, just, you know, jump out a window and run away. Sure. But also because if all the windows are open, he can hear more easily outside. And Mm -hmm. it's not like you, it'd be really obvious if, like, the front door was wide open. But windows being open isn't that obvious. So Sure. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. After he would do that, he would go around the house and find all of the female undergarments that he could. And then he would lay them out in specific ways. So it wasn't the same every time, but he never just like, they were never just strewn about. They were Hmm. placed somewhere specifically. So for example, one time he stacked them all on a pillow. One time he just like laid the bras out on the bed in a shape like, Weird. He was just weird about it. Yeah. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) And law enforcement believes that he probably masturbated at most of these homes, if not all of them. That's so disgusting. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense if he's like doing all that weird stuff. You said they were sexually motivated, so Mm -hmm. it makes sense, but... It's still I think gross. it's disgusting. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. So do that on your own time. In your own house, okay? <laughs> Masturbate in your own houses. Okay. Revelation. <laughs> Revelation right there. <laughs> so he, after doing this, he would sometimes just like make the house super messy. Like he would just like ransack the house. So that's why he's called the Visalia Ransacker. Right. And he would also just do weird things like... In addition. In addition to the weird things. to the other weird things we've just mentioned. Yes. More weird things. Like one time I read that he took all the medication and like poured all of the pills down the sink, which is annoying because what if someone had like a serious condition? Yeah. That would suck. It's like weird. Why would you do that? It's just rude. And I, I know. I mean... If you want to be weird, fine, but you don't have to, like, be that yeah. rude. That's like, inconsiderate. Excuse me. <laughs> and also, on some occasions, he would, instead of doing the weird formations, he would just, like, cut up the women's undergarments and just, like, make it really obvious that he did that. Mm. It's like so, a weird, aggressive act. Someone's got kind some of. issues. Yeah. Yeah. And before leaving, he would often select items to take home with him, but they weren't like expensive items that you could pawn necessarily. Sometimes right. they were like rings and stuff like that, but like things you would expect someone to take in that right. scenario. I was going to ask why he was just the ransacker and not a thief or yeah. well, whatever. Sometimes he would take those yes, important yeah, things, but... but more commonly he would just take things like practical items that he could use on his own. Like he took canned food and then he huh. would take, like, T-shirts that were his size that he could wear. Just was like, oh, I think I like that. I'll, I'll take that, too, just for my personal use. Like, not necessarily to make money off of or anything. Right. And they weren't, like, trophies or anything like that. It was more of, like... Well, the rings and stuff like that were definitely trophies. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't 
what he was commonly doing. Commonly, he was just like, hmm, some yummy, like, food. I'm going to take that with me and eat that later. Like, what are you right. gonna, what else are you going to do with a can of food? Exactly. Except eat it. So like, Exactly. Like, you know. Make a stack in your basement. You can make a little, like, a little. Castle. Yeah. A little <laughs> soup castle. Like a weirdo. He could have done that. He's, I don't know. He's doing some, he has an unexpected, what am I trying to say? I don't even know. <laughs> he does things you wouldn't expect. expect. <laughs> there we go. He's unexpected, you might say. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you never know. Unexpected. What? I don't even know how you say Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> that's a word. Unpredictable. But that's the word. <laughs> yes, that's what I was trying to say. When I said he's unexpected, I was like, that's not even right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is what I was trying to say for a while that just wouldn't come out of my head. Thank you. Okay, so... The Visalia Ransacker did this, like I said, over a hundred times. That's a lot. And in between the burglaries, he would also prowl. So he commonly wore the same pair of shoes that left a noticeable shoe impression, which is how authorities were able to link all of the prowling incidents to this one person. Sure. And also people would just call in all the time saying that they found shoe prints outside of their bathroom window and there's just shoe prints everywhere that aren't any of the people who live in the house. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Visalia isn't a very large town and it's like a rural farm town. So people talked and like people were very much aware of this incident. Mm -hmm. So especially if it had occurred a hundred times plus. Yeah. um, You know, like tight knit communities communicate. So I wouldn't be surprised if everyone was looking out for those shoe prints, even if they hadn't actually had anything disturbed in their house. Yeah. So everyone was kind of terrified and on on alert. Mm -hmm. Also, I think I sniffled into the microphone while you were talking. (laughs) I heard that. Yeah. Excuse my sniffle. (laughs) So it's really not a very big stretch to say that he pretty much prowled this town like almost every night. If you consider the amount of calls that came in about prowling and the fact right. that he was, he's only in this town doing this for like three years and commits over a hundred burglaries, this has to be mm-hmm. a, like at least a once a couple times a week kind of thing. Oh, you know? yeah. And especially since he has to like scope out the people that he's um, involved with. <laughs> Sorry. Randy had to sniffle. So she like leaned away from the microphone and like sniffed in a very dramatic fashion. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be so funny. Right in the middle of my very thought-provoking comment. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine, I guess. I'll blow my nose when we pause. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it was probably like all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, like it takes like weeks to actually figure out someone's schedule like that. Yeah. Um, and you have to be there for long chunks of time to actually realize, like the example you used before, like she leaves at eight and then comes home at three. You have to be there for that whole period of time to actually confirm that she didn't come in, come home in between or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's just an example. But yeah, so that kind of makes sense that he would be out there all the time. Yeah. And not to mention that he was, I mean, he was more of a prowler really than he was a ransacker yeah. because he prowled constantly mm-hmm. and people were constantly like hearing someone outside of their home or like seeing shoe prints everywhere and Ugh, it was just creepy i'd be so scared yeah it was <laughs> just terrified. scary lock your windows lock your doors and get rid of your screen your glass door your sliding glass and door. have curtains yep 
<laughs> and buy some curtains. So on two occasions, while he was operating as the Visalia ransacker, he committed violent offenses. So the first violent incident occurred on September 11th, 1975. He had been prowling and like peeping on this same house for several months. And on the night of September 11th, he actually attempted to abduct the teenage girl who lived in the home. Oh. And he was just watching in her window and I think was just like, like it was the middle of the night, people were sleeping and she was like sleeping near the window and he just decided, I don't know, maybe crime of opportunity, like something. Right. He was just like, hmm, maybe I'll abduct her. And he tried and pulls her like out of the window. And um, I don't know her name, but the family's last name is Snelling. And mm-hmm. so he's like dragging her away and she's screaming. So her dad, Claude, wakes up and he uh, confronts the Visalia ransacker. And the Visalia ransacker pulls out a gun, shoots the dad leaves the girl there and flees the scene. Oh, sh**. Interesting. Okay, so this is like the first time that he's escalated to violence. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That we know of. Right. And then two months later, he was looking in a girl's bedroom window, and this girl's mom happened to notice that there were fresh footprints outside of her daughter's window and also the window to the bathroom in their home. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know if, like, maybe people were, like, so, like, on alert that they were, you know, checking around their house frequently. Like, I would, so. Oh, yeah, 100%. Maybe maybe that's what this mom was doing. And she called the police and said there are, like, fresh footprints, like, everywhere. And she had noticed this a couple nights in a row. And so, sorry, the police decide to stake out this house for the next night. And as they expected, the Visalia ransacker obviously comes to this house because he has a weird thing with this one girl and the police confront him. So officer William McGowan was like, freeze Visalia ransacker. Like I got you. (laughs) And he does, he like freezes and he's like pretending to surrender to the police. Yeah. And then as officer McGowan, like kind of puts his gun down to like walk towards and like handcuff him. The Visalia ransacker pulls a gun out, shoots at him, but luckily, and I don't know how this happens, the bullet hit his flashlight. What? And he survived with no injuries. That's insane. I know, right? That's so cool. It is so cool, but unfortunately, he was like shocked by like his you know flashlight being shot. Uh, Me too, honestly. And he probably happened. Probably did have some minor injuries from that. Sure. But he was like fine. And the Visalia ransacker ran away. And this is the crazy part. There were 70 police officers around this general like perimeter, like kind of like setting up this whole like operation. Yeah. And he evaded all of them. I'm like literally like don't know where he went, but he That's completely so disappeared, which makes me think like maybe he lived like right nearby or something. And that's Ooh, why he yeah. was really into this house. So he was able to like slip into his house real quick. Yes. But he could get get out of the way really fast. Yeah. But Officer McGowan did get like a very good look at this guy. So that's where our very first sketch of the Visalia Ransacker comes from. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. <laughs> That's, so that was the last confirmed Visalia ransacker incident, probably because he got spooked about, you know, them being so on to him and was mm-hmm. like, I need to chill. So, yeah, take that a brief it, respite. 
A what? A brief respite. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He'll take a little vacay yeah. from his ransacking. Um, so, yeah, that's exactly what he does in the Visalia Ransacker whole saga is over. So, thoughts on our first moniker? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I do think it's, I think it's really cool that the mom was so aware mm-hmm. that these, like, fresh footprints, she was like, He's here. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's obviously like this person had been plaguing the community, like you said, for three years, and it was affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really neat that she was paying attention to that. And I wish more people would do that. Like, just be aware of what's going on in um, everyone's community and uh, make sure that if there is something like that going on, um, that you just like take notes of weird behavior or weird things that show up because it can... Unfortunately, it didn't happen in this case, but it can lead to an arrest and like prevention of further instances like this. Um, and then I also I think it's really cool that we see like a clear escalation in this um, period of time for mm-hmm. this person. So, you know, like he goes from just messing around with female undergarments to like seeing a girl that he's like, I don't even know if maybe the girl resembled the perfect woman that he would depict or whatever. She was like a girl. Like a child. She was like a child. See, that's gross. Um, But he still could have been, like, interested in her enough that it was, like, he had to do something about it. And then um, we see him act out violently because he couldn't fulfill whatever desire he had with her. Um, So that's interesting. But it's also weird that he just left her there after shooting the dad. Did the dad die? Yes. Did he kill him? That's <sighs> his this is his first homicide. Okay. <clears throat> um yeah, so I think that's really interesting that she did, he didn't take the girl with him. Um so that also shows the escalation as well so that if he wasn't at like the peak yet when he would take advantage of the situation and actually go further than just injuring one person and would like do everything he could to get what he wanted with this female. So he didn't rape her or anything like that. So um, I don't know. It's just like you're starting to see like the climb upwards and it's kind of it's creepy. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that the reason he didn't take her is that, like you said, he wasn't to that level of escalation where he absolutely had to take her. Right. And also now he shot the dad. So it's going to be like I mean, people are going to be coming out of their houses mm-hmm. and respond. I don't know. It kind of. I don't know if this house was out in the country at all. I've always lived out in the country and yeah. close enough to people where it's like if someone shot a gun, you my neighbors it. would hear it, but they like won't be there for like a good five minutes, you know? Yeah, it'll take so a second. It's like I don't really think he had the opportunity anymore to like take this child, but or that one was the teenager. That yeah. that was a teenager, but um with the child, maybe he wanted to abduct her because children are easier to abduct and, like, convinced to go with you. And they're right. smaller. I don't know. Maybe he was yeah. just like, hmm, maybe I'll try it out. Because he does enjoy the escalation. And he does, you know, he had done his first violent offense right before that. So he was like, right. and he ooh, got a taste of violence. From yeah. It. yeah. Now I want to test it out. Yeah. Yes. And um, it's interesting because I would consider this person to be a very intelligent serial killer. Like, I know that's terrible. Most of them are intelligent. Yeah, most you, of them I mean, are pretty honestly, you have to be pretty smart to be a serial killer. You yes, have to get yeah. away with at least an, at least one murder before someone catches you. So. Exactly. So, um, 
the fact, but what's interesting about him is that he stops when they get a look at him, which is smart. And some people, some serial killers, like the serial killer I'll be covering, don't stop even though people have recognized them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a sign of an ineffective, like just someone who cannot handle no self-control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just can't handle their impulses. And so they don't act intelligently. And so that you can kind of like separate out the intelligent versus the non-intelligent and the more aggressive serial killers. Um, but yeah, he's I just think it's really interesting that he stops for this period of time before moving on to a new place. Right. And it's not that long of a period. Sure. But You'll, like it's still a, a significant period. Right. It's, it's six months. So, yeah, not, I mean, kind of, but not mm-hmm. really. It's not like he waited years to do it again. Sure. But you I mean, you are correct, though, that it he was like, OK, well, I'm done doing that in this town mm-hmm. at, for at, at least, you know, even yeah. though the time period wasn't that long, he Mm-hmm. The next offense he will commit is in a different town. It's a different type of offense. And so he changes his MO. And yeah. that's smart because, because mm-hmm. now they're not going to connect not, him yes. to those. Even yeah. if they were to catch him for what he's about to do, they wouldn't, they wouldn't connect be able to it necessarily. It yeah. yeah, because they're so different mm-hmm. or at least different enough yeah. that they wouldn't make that connection. Um, so, yeah, I just think that's interesting. It is interesting. Um, yeah, he's a very he's very patient and like very yeah, smart. And, and that's yeah. why he was able to get away with it for like so long. Yes, because of his patience. And then this is weird, but like stalkers, if you're going to be a stalker, don't be a stalker, first of all. But if you are if you're stalking someone, I would imagine, like I had mentioned, that's a long time. You have to stand there and look at a house and yeah. stare at someone and you have to be patient with it. And just be in the dark and like look it. It's so creepy. I hate it. This is okay. I just asked you this yesterday. You haven't seen the show, but I just finished the Netflix show You. Yeah. And it's about a stalker. And Mm -hmm. I really appreciated the writing on that show because they made the stalker personable enough to where you kind of were like fine with him. Yeah. You were like, I heard about that show. Yeah. Because like it explains his background and why he's kind of doing it and he's doing it all for her. And Mm -hmm. it's so it's just really interesting how they were able to make him really likable, but just likable enough to where you were still like, no, you're a psychopath. But like, I see where you're coming from. It was so interesting. Like, and you have to watch that. Okay, I'll watch it. I've, I've been tentative to watch it because I read a couple articles about it and just about it was like negative feedback on the fact that like people were sympathizing with the main guy or whatever like well, the way that it's see, structured I guess I don't really understand why people would be giving that a negative connotation because the show wouldn't be interesting if you were just You're like so here's right the bad that. guy and yeah. here's the good guy like that's not fun and no the interesting part about the show is it's it's the like blurred a, lines between yeah. between the two let us know what you guys thought of that show if you watched yes. it because I think it's <laughs> super interesting but, but yeah Anyways, so that is the Visalia Ransacker. We will move on to him and his evolution into the East Area Rapist <laughs> Ooh. in part two. And yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. Bye.